welcome to Velocity, the Vista Chamber podcast. I'm your host, Vista Chamber CEO, Rachel Beld, and it is my privilege to interview the movers, shakers, and changemakers impacting our Vista community and beyond. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Jim Desmond, San Diego County Supervisor for District 5, which includes Vista. Supervisor Desmond was elected to county supervisor in 2018, and before that, he served as the mayor of San Marcos from 2006 to 2018, and as a city council member for two years prior. He has a rich, varied resume. A proud U.S. Navy veteran, Jim attended San Diego State University, earning a BS degree in electrical engineering. And in his professional career, Supervisor Desmond was a pilot for Delta Airlines for over 30 years, retiring as a captain in 2020. He's also founded, built, and then sold a technical writing and document company. He lives in North County with his wife, Carrie, and they are the parents of two adult children. So welcome, Supervisor Desmond. I'm glad to have you here. Well, Rachel, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much. I'm, I'm just really excited to dig in and talk about all of the things that are happening in North County. Um, so, But first of all, I want to learn a little bit more about you. So I'm just curious, um, did you grow up here in San Diego? No, actually, I grew up in the Midwest, in, okay. in the state of Illinois. And uh, I need, the winters were brutal and, and uh, the summers were just almost as bad. So uh, I joined the Navy. I enlisted in the Navy and uh, when I was 19 years old and spent four years in the Navy I was lucky. Luckily, I got based in uh, two beautiful places. I was based two years in Key West, Florida, and two years in uh, San Diego. And so, uh, San Diego. So, Navy brought me here. I met my bride here, and we've been married for thirty-seven years now, and raised our family here. That's amazing. Um, I always love to hear how people end up in San Diego County because while we have a lot of people that are born and raised here and stay here. Lots of people move here um, because it's such a beautiful place to live. I know I'm a transplant from Texas, moved here in 03. So I love to hear where people, what led you to to be sure. here. So, and of course, we have such a rich um, military history here in our community. Yeah. So I'm not surprised to hear that the Navy brought you here. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so, so you were in the Navy, then a, a pilot uh, with Delta Airlines, and then you had also owned a company. When in that time period... Or was there something specific that led you to want to run for office, for political office? Well, I never dreamed of, of being in, in politics or things like that. But, you know, when our kids were born, I uh, started getting involved and, and I started volunteering. Mm-hmm. And so I volunteered at their elementary school to be the, on the parent-teacher organization. And um, and they made me the chair right away. And so I, was, I, I did that. But then the kids got in scouting. And so I volunteered. My wife and I both, we volunteered in scouting. So I really I, I started out volunteering for things. And then I found out the more you volunteer, the more responsibility people will give you. Mm-hmm. And so I, with, through my business that I had in the 90s, I uh, got on the Economic Development Committee. And then I got on a, the uh, Planning Commission in the city of San Marcos. And then somebody asked me to run for city council. I said, well, okay, I'll volunteer for that. And, and I did that. And then and, uh, I, as an engineer, I love learning how things work. And then hopefully try to make them better. So, um, you know, learning how streets, roads, infrastructure, you know, parks get built, taxes get collected, all those types of things are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the politics is a little different. Uh, it, but um, I just enjoy learning how things work. I started volunteering and um, ended up here as a county supervisor. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting you mentioned about infrastructure and roads and things like that. I'm also super interested in those topics, although I have no interest in running for office. But I think people don't often realize the importance of local 
uh, electing your local uh, council member or county supervisor and the impact that has on your daily life. You know, people get really fired up about voting for the president or voting for a congressperson. But um, whether your trash gets taken out or if you flush your toilet and it works or how um, our roads and traffic, that impacts our lives every single day. So mm-hmm. the role that you're playing is super important. So thank you for, for stepping up, for volunteering. Um, and I hear, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of having a few elected officials on the podcast and pretty much everyone talks about how it really started with um, volunteering and a lot of times with their kids. It's yeah. so interesting how our um, investment in our children we see that as an, an investment in more of the community. So um, is there are there other ways that perhaps being a parent has influenced you as an elected official? Well, I think, you know, when I did run at first, I, in thinking about the kids, it's like, well, I want to set an example of not just complaining about how things are done, but being part of it and then and hopefully, you know, making decisions then in, in your community. And I, that's, you know, so the kids, the kids are, you know, Kids change your life, and uh, in in this case, uh, you know, for the better for me, in the fact that I got involved and I was trying to set a good example for them. We don't always agree on things politics wise. Now my kids are as, as adults, but most things we do. But you know, it's it's um, it's a way of giving back, you know, and, and back to this to the community. And you know, I've had a great career, a great life, and and um, you know, this is kind of my way to, to to you know, serving in my country in the Navy, and then as on. Um, and political boards and and in elected office is that's just kind of way and I always try to um, I always tr- want to be perceived as a regular person. I'm not a career politician. I don't have to have this, but I'm willing to do the job if people are willing to have have me, and uh, I'm happy to do it. And I try to do what's right, not always what's politically you know left or right, but I do try to do what's right and sleep well at night. Good. Good yeah. sleep is important, That's especially right. with the schedule right. that you maintain. Yes. So, um, so District Five represents a really diverse area. It more, it actually is more than half of our county geographically, right? And about seven hundred thousand people. Yes, I believe. So, and it's from Oceanside, Vista, San Marcos, and East, all the way past Borrego and Escondido. Uh, and Escondido, you're right. Um, and so, how are you able to effectively represent such a diverse? population both geographically and and the the people well it's there's some juggling that happens and um but it, it i think it's great how diverse it is mm-hmm. because as I, I had a state of north county address the other day and and you know we've got so much diversity with with not just with people but with jobs and with you know geography you know we've got oceans we got mountains we got deserts uh we've got agriculture we got high tech we got biotech we got a university system we got two you know community colleges we have airports we have hospitals i mean it's just we we have it all and um you know my job is not to you know mess it up but but to you know it it's really i think it's great and fantastic it's 2100 square miles so it uh unfortunately i put a lot lot post covid now i'm putting more miles on my car than i than i was during covid but um i just love meeting the people and and trying to help them be successful you know, I'm I'm kind of a back to basics type of government person, as we mentioned, streets, roads, infrastructure, parks, public safety, fire. Those types of things are the are the basics, and I want to make sure we provide those so that people themselves, you know, starting up their own businesses or you know whatever whatever they're doing, can be successful in in raising families and and uh, and you know working and surviving in in San Diego County. So I try, you know, I focus on North County. 
unfortunately for us in North County, a lot of the dollars had you know end up in the city of San Diego where it's more populated and and um, although I guess north of the 56 we've got about half the population north of the 56 in San Diego County so I'm always fighting for our dollars and our resources up here to make sure North County gets gets their fair share of what we're paying into for uh, for the resources. Great. Well, so I realize a lot of people don't know <laughs> yeah. what exactly does a county supervisor do. Like what what do you what do you do? What do we do? What, yeah. Well, we we manage your money. I mean, seven billion dollars a year now is what That's the a lot county of budget is, and the county basically we manage. We are the government for the unincorporated areas. So the unincorporated areas are the people are the areas where they don't have their own city councils or mayor. So, and in North County for us, it's Valley Center, Fallbrook, uh, Rainbow, Ranchita, um, Borrego uh, Springs. So, but. Uh, not in my district, but Julian, Ramona, Alpine Boulevard, you know, all, all of that is unincorporated area. And so the county, we are the streets, roads, and infrastructure and police and fire for those areas there. But uh, for the cities, though, that we represent, we are, you know, we, we kind of came into light during COVID in that with the a third of that $7 billion that we spend a year is on health and human services. So, oh, wow. so if, you know, like the Zika virus, when we had that, or hepatitis A, or even with COVID, that's county. That's all under county health. So what the county does is run is we manage mostly the the social services that aren't provided by the cities, and and some other as well. But the sheriffs are underneath the uh, uh, the the county, and then the probation department, the public defenders department, the jails, the courthouses. All of that is is run and managed by the county. Under the Health and Human Services, we do the behavioral health, child welfare services, senior services, um, the food stamps, or the CalFresh is what it's called now, foster children, uh, aging and independent services. We, behavioral health, all of that is, is under the county. We also manage the agriculture, so for the inspections of the agriculture. Um, also, the beaches. If the be- after a rainstorm, the beaches all need to be inspected. The, the uh, restaurants, we're the ones that inspect all the restaurants, and hopefully there's an A in the window of your restaurants. There's little stamps on the gas pump that tells you this is the true up, you know, what you're really getting. We do all those kind of things. We're That's all, a lot. I'm not done. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're Keep also going. The, the county assorter. <laughs> uh, I mean, sorry, the assessor and recorder. So if you go to buy a house or, or you know, get a deed um, uh, or need something in document recorder or the, the recorder's office, and that person's elected, actually, the recorder it is, and so is the sheriff, and so is the district attorney, which is also part of the county. We manage the district wow. attorneys. Summer Steffens, um, she runs the department, but we manage her her finances and, and uh, we're, we're her, you know, for her budget. Also, there's the uh, Registrar of Voters Office, the Treasurer, County Treasurer and Tax Collector. So Grand Jury, you know, and I'm, I'm leaving out several things, but that's kind of the animal services as well for like shelters and things like that. We manage those things. So a lot of the social services and the things that the cities themselves, cities pretty much, you know, as mayor, it's, it was those basics of streets, roads, and, you know, and, and parks and trails and police and fire. That was kind of the cities. But beyond that, all those other services are provided by the county, and it's it's huge. There's 18,000 people that work at the county. Wow. There's um, five county supervisors. And uh, the county's overall budget, about $7 billion, I think is larger than eight states in, in, in the country. Uh, my um, 
district has 2,100 square miles in North County, which is bigger than the state of Delaware. And states have, have governments, you know, they have their assembly, they have the Senate, they have the governor that runs the states that are similar in size or, or budget-wise. We have five county supervisors. That's it. And so there's um, a, lot of, a lot of responsibility. This learning curve when I got this job is very steep. Mm-hmm. And because uh, to learning all the, you know, the language and the acronyms of all the different departments, I think there's about 60 different departments, even the library system. And then in San Marcos, the library is a county library. So we've got... Same here in Vista. Same here. It's a county mm-hmm. library. So those are all run by the county. So it's, it's, there's a lot going on and people, most of those services and things kind of happen under the radar. But COVID really kind of brought a lot of things to light in, in the county supervisors. That's, there's so much. There we is. Could, we could spend probably an ep, an episode of this podcast just talking about some... All the departments. The departments, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But so for you as a supervisor overseeing, you know, the staff obviously manages the operations mm-hmm. and you're managing budget, policy, direction, um, and, and giving that guidance. Um what do you think are some of the biggest issues that are facing District 5, North County? Well, I think that the same ones that are, you know, countywide, mm-hmm. homelessness is, is like number one on everybody's radar. I mean, you can't even, unfortunately, you can't even go to a grocery store or, or you know, just leave, you leave your house to run an errand without encountering, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, the homeless people that we've got out in our streets. And, you know, I don't like to point fingers, but in this case, the state has really got our hands tied as what we can do you know, with with uh, with the homeless and the county on, on that is we have the programs. We have the programs and the dollars to to help people who want help to get them off the streets, to help them if they, you know, get an apartment, maybe, you know, have some services or or, or their mental health services or, you know, help them with their with their rent and medications and things like that if they want help. So the county, we, we don't necessarily build housing or shelters. The cities pretty much do that. You know, we do in the unincorporated area, but we don't have as many um, uh, homeless people there. So we're kind of the service and, and side of homelessness. But unfortunately, the, the state has our hands tied. If somebody doesn't want help that's homeless, we can't force them into help. We can't force them into programs. We, we can't make them seek help. And unfortunately, most of the people, a lot of the people that are homeless have mental health uh, issues. And so, and then they deal with that. And, you know, being homeless is, makes it even worse for somebody with a mental health issue. And they unfortunately then cope with life uh, with drugs and alcohol. And it's not, a, it's not a good system at all. But, um, you know, I wish we had kind of a higher level of custodialship to where, you know, I don't want to be locking people up that are homeless. And, and our jail is the number one provider of health, health uh, mental health services in San Diego County. That's a heartbreaking thing it to is. learn. And it's not, the, it's not the right place. It's not the place for people with mental health issues to go. Because, unfortunately, people are homeless. Eventually, a crime is committed and they end up in jail. And and, uh, and that just exacerbates their, their problem on, on mental, uh, mental illness. And so I think we should be able to, you know, take people in that maybe are a certain level of, of mental health. Uh, they can't make good decisions for themselves. You know, where that is or is not going to be easy line to draw. But what we're doing right now isn't working. And, and um, it's, you know, it's not an endearing term, but, it, you know, we play whack-a-mole with these encampments. Just the other day at the IHOP in Sycamore, we had a, a, an encampment that got cleared out here in, in Vista. And um, so it, it's, you know, homelessness is, is huge. 
it's big on the radar. We're still dealing with it. We're trying to. We have we've had many many successes with homelessness and helping people who are willing to get help or willing to take help. We've got many successes, but we also have just as many encampments out there. So that's you know really big on on the uh, on the list. Uh, another thing that you know I'm keeping my eye on is fentanyl. We're, we have uh, a lot of deaths. It's almost doubled maybe even tripled from what it was a few years ago, the amount of people that we have dying from fentanyl overdoses. Well, I think I just heard yesterday, two we have two a day per county just dying of, of fentanyl overdose. And that's is mostly, it's the number one killer for people 18 to 45. And so unfortunately, it's just coming across the borders and it's being put in um, recreational drugs like ecstasy and Xanax and those types of things, or even cocaine. And, and I heard, I've even heard you could be in marijuana, but it's going into um, the recreational drugs. So fentanyl is, is also a, a very huge issue. And, and um, you know, so we are doing some things about it, and particularly in North County, I just want to kind of brag a little bit. We've got, uh, we've opened up three crisis stabilization units, which are basically ERs for people who have mental health issues. You know, a, a hospital ER is not necessarily a place to go for somebody with mental health. If they're bleeding, you know, that's where you go. But if you've got men, uh, mental health issues, you can go to these crisis stabilization units. Family members can take people to these crisis stabilization units. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Somebody can be held there for up to 24 hours. We get them stabilized. We get them on their medicines. Hopefully, if they're homeless, we try to get them into shelters and things like that. So we've opened three along the 78 corridor, one in Escondido, one in Vista here and uh, one in Oceanside in San Marcos one safe place is going to be opening up soon and this has been an effort with our um, my office and uh, super I'm sorry uh, Summer Stefan our district attorney mostly mostly her uh, is this place where for victims of domestic violence or victims of sex trafficking and things like that have a place to go um, it's not housing but it's a place where they can get all the services of, of uh, medical exams they can get um, uh, you know, restraining orders if they have to get them, or they can, you know, they can get help for housing, and we help them find housing, um, you know, all sorts of services available, where it used to be somebody had to go to six or seven different places if they're a victim of domestic violence, now we're going to have that under one roof. So we are doing things for mental health, you know, we're trying to do the things we can. Uh, if we can't, you know, physically move, remove people off the streets, you know, if we can at least get them the mental health services that they need and, and maybe get them into there, then we can and maybe get them on a path, a healthier path than being homeless. Yeah. Wow. So much work being done <laughs> in that area. What do you think? And I know you've been an entrepreneur, you've owned a business. Do you think that, um, do you think government has the solutions for these problems or do you think it's more uh, an entrepreneurial approach is needed? Probably both. I mean, government has the resources. Mm-hmm. Government has the money, you know, to, to do these things. And and uh, you've got, especially in this, you've got many, uh, you know, uh, entities here that kind of fill in those gaps. You've got Operation Hope. You've got, well, Interface Services. you got, got light, uh, Lifeline. Is it Solu- Lifeline? Lifeline and Solutions. License and Solutions for yeah. Change. So you've got many entities that are out there trying to, you know, we're all trying to battle this from different a- angles. And I'll admit, the government does not have all the answers all the time. You know, so I, I think it's great that there's other entities out there. And if they're successful, then maybe we can, you know, I, I uh, have grant dollars I can give out uh, every year. It's about $3 bucks a year that I primarily give out to um, nonprofits and social services and places like that. And all of those entities we give money to, you know, I don't know if it's on an annual basis, but we do help them uh, be successful. So, you know, government doesn't have all the answers. And I think as all of us, you know, pulling together and, and um, 
working together. I think hopefully we'll get, uh, we'll get through this someday, but there's got to be some changes in Sacramento as well. So you, <clears throat> thank you for mentioning the grant program that you have because, mm-hmm. um, and so each supervisor you said gets about 3 million. Yes. That's, that's awesome. That's a good, a good pot of money. And I know that, um, you've been really supportive of the Vista chamber and our mm-hmm. efforts, um, supporting the Vista strawberry festival this year. Um, thank you for that. And then also, um, put, we're putting out our Vista magazine in Spanish. Actually, the issue will be out in the next few days. Oh, so we're good. really excited about that. Um, and then also we partnered with some other chambers in San Diego, North EDC on oh, the sorry. SoCal workforce project, which you supported. Um, do you have, what, do you want to say anything about that or why, why did you, why did you feel like that was an important thing to support? Well, I, it, uh, particularly for jobs and things like that. And, and unfortunately, you know, one of the other challenges I didn't bring up is, is a lack of housing. And so one of the things that we have learned in North County with Cal State San Marcos and with Miracosta College and Palomar College, a lot of the, the kids and students that go to school here stay here. Okay, so it's hard to import talent from other parts of the country where our housing prices, I, I, I think we're the worst in the nation now. It used, used to be San Francisco or the highest in the nation. And so we, we need to grow our own. And so supporting programs like that, you know, that, that I did uh, with these uh, North County Economic Development uh, and, and all the uh, chambers is putting uh, videos together, get, letting, you know, so children can see the opportunities and what businesses and maybe, you know, choose a career path, you know, anything to help. I'm, I was always, when I was mayor of San Marcos, it, you know, tying together a business, education and government uh, was, was always a, a big uh, goal of mine. And so I, I, you know, I still want to continue in that vein, but we, you know, we have dollars that we get, you know, you said the three millions a lot. I wish it was more mm-hmm. uh, because most of the things we do at the county is sort of done with a broad brush. It's all countywide. Uh, but these three million, and I wish it was five million or more, you know, go to the specific districts because every district is different. North County is different than South County and East County and downtown San Diego. So, what we get to do with this is kind of emphasize the uniqueness of our districts by funding these grant dollars in, into those entities that are doing good for our our region and and uh, making sure that we, you know, able to be successful in, in North County in our own way and with the dollars that come in from. From uh, through these grant programs. That's great. Do you know how long the county's been doing the the NRP and this the community enhancement grants? I, am, I feel like it's been a, a long, long time. A long time, a long time. And I know it's been controversial over the years. They used to call it the slush fund and everything else. And and uh, now that now that I'm part of it and, and I, I get to direct some of these you know these dollars. And people think it's my money. It's not. It's yours. But and but I get to direct it and, and uh, you know during COVID we were trying to especially for small businesses I was trying to direct the ARPA dollars the federal dollars towards storefronts mm-hmm. so we didn't want storefronts you know all closing up and then also to the chambers of commerces and things like that the big box stores were okay but most of it was the mom and pop restaurants and storefronts that we we did not want to see shutting down because once you see that happening in a in a in a community it, it's not a good sign or good news so that's where I tried to redirect some of or direct some of those dollars that's great so obviously that must be one fun part of your job is getting to to choose folks and to award the money are there any other parts that you really really enjoy about the work that you do well you know i I love supporting the community and you know we're we're there um parks we're opening a large regional park along the 76 
Uh, that's we've got. I think it's like almost twenty five million dollars for that project, wow. uh, and uh, it's going to be a long. Hopefully, uh, one day you're going to be able to ride a bicycle all the way from Oceanside to the fifteen, and and they're calling it from waves to wineries. Uh, so along along the seventy eight, uh, um, I'm sorry, seventy six along the seventy six. So right now where the San Luis Rey uh, um, golf course used to be across from the elementary school in Bonzel, the county owns that land now. And we're making it into a regional park with ball fields and skate park and soccer fields and, and all sorts of things there. And then also by the 15, another park. And we're going to connect those two with a trail and then hopefully connect up to the bike trail that runs along the San Luis Rey River. So, so that's, you know, that's so it's awesome. fun. It's fun, you know, to um, get things done and be part of the community. And, and like I said, I always focus on, on uh, I'm usually, on, unfortunately, on some of the more controversial issues on the wrong side of a three-two. Uh, but, but I'm able to, being able to bring money and resources to North County just kind of um, makes me feel good. And uh, and we've been able to bring millions of dollars to North County, and I'm going to keep fighting for our for us and our, our share of the resources. Thank you for that. You're welcome. What so wh- what do you think is the hardest part about your work? The hardest part, I, it, it, well, it, even as being mayor, just being in politics, is telling somebody no. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody comes to you and say, hey, I want a stop sign in my, inter- in my intersection. Well, we can't put a stop sign in everybody's intersection. They want a speed bump. It's like, well, sorry, can't do that. Or they want, you know, the road <laughs> closed off. Or they, you know, they want something. It's like, no, I, you know, we can't really do those types of things. So I think kind of the hardest part is saying no to people because, you you know, you want to be able to help people in, as much as we can, but there's only so much... Mm-hmm. We can do at times, but, but you know, to see us kind of struggling with homelessness is just is frustrating. Uh, that, that we're better than that. We, you know, we are as a society. We're a very affluent society. North County has got the resources and, and money, and and unfortunately, we can't really. This, this is something that um, I think as a society we're better than, and we should be able to help people. But um, unfortunately, our hands are tied, and we see it throughout the entire state, all the homeless and issues that we have. I, I think we've, we, we definitely need to do bigger and better solutions towards that effort. And I'm willing to do it, but it's just, you know, unfortunately, we have like one hand tied behind our back. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um, in the political environment, is it, does it ever feel personal? Like sometimes people aren't nice to people, especially online and things like that. Yeah. Do, you, do you have to have a, you have to have a pretty thick skin to be in your role? Yeah. But one, yeah. It, Does that get to you sometimes? It used to when I first got into it, but not anymore so much. It's like, look, there's, there's five county supervisors and there's a reason for that. We're all going to have differences. We're all going to have uh, different opinions. And I have tried throughout, and, and I'm never, I'm not perfect, but I have tried even in as being mayor, not to publicly bash my peers, whether we agree or not. And I've been baited by on TV and, and even podcasts, things like that. Well, you're, this guy, said this about you or somebody said something bad about you it's like they, they got a right to say whatever they want so i try not to publicly bash anybody we all got our difference of opinion and there's sometimes that we agree i mean most of the time about 90 percent of the things we vote on we all we all agree on but there's going to be some hot button issues that come up and you can't take it personally you can't you just say okay well that's how that one went next you know what? What now? What, what is there? Other things we can work on or go forward with. So I try not to get too upset if somebody says something bad about me, or you know, my the vote didn't go quite the way I wanted it. I'll you know express myself about the opinion or about the um, issue, but I try not to bash anybody because 
it depends on the topic. Sometimes your friends and enemies are interchangeable, depending on the topic. And and I want to get things done in North County. I just can't be mean to my colleagues, especially if I want them to vote for money for parks and, and roads mm-hmm. and infrastructure in North County. So it's, it's um, I don't know if I want to say it's a game, but you got you to gotta play nice and, and hopefully you get the things you need as well. Well, hopefully... At, at- our elected officials are in this role because they care about the community and they yeah. want to do what's right. And so personal tax don't really take you very far. Um, yeah. And hopefully people listening, you know, I see as a bystander watching online when people say horrible things, I've had people say mean things about me and my role. I'm like, I'm just at the chamber. What? It, what yeah, I don't really have good. any control, yeah. but, um, but it can be, it can be hurtful. So thank you for, for talking a little bit about that. So um, as we're getting to the end of our conversation, and we haven't talked about the S word, and that's Sandag. So I want to ask <laughs> okay. you if you have any. I know you've been really vocal about um, fighting for North County, and mm-hmm. and so I want to just know if you have anything you want to say or add about about Sandag. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I mean, Sandag actually, in and of itself, is a good thing. It's, it's yeah, it's all the region, all the you know, mostly the mayors and, and council members that get together and decide regionally. Uh, what the um, transportation system in San Diego County should look like. So Sandeg decides where the roads, where the freeways are going to be, the on-ramps, the off-ramps. They also, where the trolley is going to go, the sprinter, the the, uh, coaster, all those types of things are decided by Sandeg. And and, um, uh, currently we're paying a half-cent sales tax to Sandeg. So every time you make a purchase, a half-cent of your sales tax goes to Sandeg and the regional transportation. Unfortunately, in North County, we've been left on the back on the back burner and not get being. We have not got the projects that were promised to us in the last tax measure, and which was voted on in two thousand four. The tax started in two thousand and eight. It's going to continue until twenty forty eight. So we're going to be paying for projects that are not being delivered. And the, one of the biggest ones, and one of the biggest complaints I hear about about traffic in North County is the seventy eight. And so what was promised in this last taxing uh, go around was that we would get an HOV lane, a new HOV lane in each direction on the 78 between the I-5 and between the I-15 and those two interchanges of the I-5 and the I-15 would be would be uh, um, redone and, and, and uh, workable to at least get rid of the stoplight that we have at the I-5 and the 78. Um, so those, and, and now they, Sandig has come up with a new plan, which says, no, now we're not going to do those things. In North County, we're going to, everybody, we're going to be still paying for these projects that they're not delivering that they, they promised last time. They say they're going to change our, one, they're going to take one of our existing freeway lanes and turn it into a managed lanes. So basically they're going to take one of the existing, you know, general purpose lanes, turn it into buses only or, or, or carpool. It's not going to be an HOV lane, a pure HOV lane. It's, it's going to be buses in transit, maybe a toll lane for uh, HOV or uh, uh, lanes, but it's not going to be uh, what was promised. And so I'm hopping mad about that. I, I do not, you know, and here Sandeg is going to be coming again this year, asking for more money for their new plan, which to me shortchanges North County and, and the people in North County are going to be paying until 2048 for projects they're not going to get. And here's Sandeg with their hand out again. And I'm and so don't sign the petitions at the grocery stores. Don't don't vote for this in, in North County. And and we do need a better transportation system. We absolutely do. Um, but I think it should be focused more on technology, new technology, autonomous vehicles, 
and um, instead of trying to put everybody on buses or tax you out of your cars, which is basically, and they want to do a mileage tax. So they want to have three more cent, three more half cent sales taxes and a mileage tax, and they want to change 819 miles of roadways in San Diego County and make them into toll, toll lanes. So what can we do? As voters, we just don't vote for it. Yeah. Like don't sign the petitions. Just don't sign the petitions because they're, they're selling the petitions as, as public safety and road improvements, which is not true. Um, and so, yeah, what you can do, don't vote for these. These, uh, It's going to come out. I don't know what measure it's going to be called. Uh, it might be measure A, B, or C. I'm not sure. what We don't know yet. And it's in November. Don't vote for these increases until they fulfill the promises you know, that they've already made to us. It's not that we're against better transportation system. It's just we're tired of paying for things not being delivered. So don't vote for these. And it, as we get closer to the election, hopefully I'll have more opportunities to tell people you yeah. know, what number it is or letter that uh, to oppose and and uh, you know just keep your promises. I mean that's the best thing you can mm-hmm. do as a government entity. And as a countywide vote, yes. But it seems like so North County really has to unify around this issue in order to and not East, have it move forward. And East County, yeah. And say go back to the drawing board or come fulfill, fulfill your promises that you made, and then then let's talk. Yeah. But to tell us we're only you know fourteen years into this forty year tax, and now they're telling us no, we're not going to do what we promised you. So. That's kind of uh, frustrating, but I will would like to say I guess I don't know you're trying to wrap this up, but my office is is open to anybody. Um, you know, if you call us, I don't have really open office hours. We have to set appointments for that. But if you have any questions, anybody has a question, even if it's not even county related, we will help you. I got a great staff of nine people. We actually from answer the phones uh, during business hours and we'll get back to you with emails and things like that. And and I got a very responsive staff. And so um, even if you're not even sure if it's county related or not, we'll get you to the right entity. You may not always like the answer we give you, but we'll get you an answer. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. So I have a couple of, sure. of, of quickie questions I always ask every person I interview. Okay. So I have a few uh, rapid fire questions for you. Okay. So the first one is, tell me a book that you think everyone should read. Well, I read this one a long, long time ago, and it influenced my life greatly. It's called The Prophet by uh, Cahill uh, Gibran. The Prophet. The Prophet. Okay. All right. I'll put that on my list. Okay. Okay. And tell me. It's a short book. It's, it's a short. short. It's a quick read. Okay. Um, tell me a song you love. What's your jam? You have to turn it up. You got to tap your toe. Maybe sing along. <laughs> What's a song you love? Uh, there's many of them. Of course. Wild Thing. Wild Thing. <laughs> I All like right. that one. That's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> I know the next verse just came in your head, didn't yes, it? Yes, it certainly did. It certainly did. Okay. Tell me something that inspires you. Inspires me. I, you know, uh, what inspires I guess pe- people that are willing to step up and volunteer and not just complain. You know, so I guess that because that's what I did. And so maybe that's, and that's what inspired me to get in these positions. So I think, you know, it really, when I, when I go to like solutions for change or I go to, you know, North County lifeline, or I go to some of these places that people are just stepping up and doing the right thing. They're not even getting paid for it. They're just, you know, and they're, and, and it's more of a labor of love than for money and things like that. It's because they feel it's right. So, um, it, it inspires me to see people step up and do the right thing. And, and, that's one of the cool things about the people in the unincorporated areas. They, they kind of all pull together and and they, and they, they do things and get things done, and even without government, they. So I love it when when they do that. So it, you know, people are willing to step up and, and volunteer. I love it. I love yeah. that answer. Okay, yeah. last one. Tell me a Vista business that you think deserves a shout out. Uh, 
there's many new ones, and I got to tell you, Downtown Vista has really got a whole new vibe, and and I it, and it's it's going to be good. And I've I've talked to other people that are investing in Downtown Vista, but I got to tell you, the one that I comes to mind that I always love to go to because of their phenomenal fruit bowls is Curbside Cafe. Yum! You go there for breakfast, and it's everything that you would want to have in a, <laughs> a fruit bowl, you know, all these diff- different fruits, but you're too lazy to cut them up. Uh, in exactly. my case. Yeah. yeah but somebody else cut. did it. Yeah. There's mango and papaya and yeah. kiwi. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, that's, I don't know. I, they deserve a shout out, but, you know, Vista's really coming along and, and I, it's got a great future. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. I know you have a really busy schedule uh, and I appreciate your time. So thank you, Supervisor Desmond, for joining me today. And thank you for listening to Velocity. Let's move Vista forward. And thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend. Help us move Vista forward with Velocity. The Vista Chamber of Commerce is a nonprofit organization which serves as a catalyst to business growth. Visit us online at vistachamber.org.